0: Kevin All right, so
1: let me explain to you the, the bet that I had last night. For, I guess what you're saying is player performance. So I had Lamar. I took the over on Lamar's, I think it was 227 passing yards. I took the over on him having 61 rushing yards or more. Uh, and I took the under uh, total score being 46 and a half. Uh, hmm. and then I also took Marquise Brown. I think going over 55 yards. So I took over the two overs on Lamar's passing yards and rushing yards. The over and receiving yards for Marquise Brown and the under in the total score got everything right. Except for the under.
0: That <clears> sucks. Absolutely, that's, that's absolutely pretty much. Efficient. That sounds like a good old four leg parlay for you. It was a So just to cut you down at the knees,
1: it was a $50 bet to win 800.
0: Mm, that's awful. So,
1: and I thought I had it in the bag. And then, you know, it all came crashing down.
0: And then the Colts really let, let the Ravens back in the game. Yeah, exactly. But you probably wouldn't hit all those player performance, uh, player performance legs of the parlay if they didn't let them back in the game.
1: That's true. Also, it's very hard for him to throw for the amount of yards I needed and to rush for the amount of yards I needed and then not go over the. The total, you know what I mean? I didn't really oh, think yeah. about that in the beginning. I, I thought it was a shoe in. Like when I saw it on FanDuel, and I was picking what I wanted, I was like, "Oh, for sure, this is going to be easy money."
0: Yeah, that's why sportsbooks make so much money. Yeah, because we yeah, do that. we do we do shit like that.
1: Yeah, the house won last night. As they <laughs> yeah. Last but 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 you made me a lot of money. We're gonna get to that later. Oh, I, I definitely want to hear that you you made my wallet a little bit thicker, so I was ha- happy with that, man. Very very happy with that. I was keeping up with that all day on Sunday, uh, dude. Let's talk about the the first thing. I think the biggest thing going on right now is John Gruden, and really, uh, yeah. I, I, I want to hear I want to hear your thoughts on it. Obviously, if people don't know by now, John Gruden has stepped down as the Raiders head coach uh, due to some emails they got leaked with him using some. Certain language you shouldn't have been using. That That's pretty
0: much what it is. Um, Certain vernacular that you shouldn't yeah. be using. Okay, so he
1: used racial slurs when speaking about Players Association Executive Director D. Maurice Smith. I'm, I really butchered that name. But no, I think that's it. And also Gruden admitted Friday that he also used profane language to describe NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. Which, I'm going to say this, I, I, I understand... 100% it is wrong, you know, using the racial slurs. That is, it's not cool. You
0: don't do that. It, well, it goes know. deeper than that stuff.
1: Yeah, so so here it is right here. So Ken Belson and Catherine Rosman uh, reported Monday that uh, he casually and frequently unleashed misogynistic and homophobic language all the way from 2010 to 2018, it's being re- reported. In between, you know, 2018 is when he joined the Raiders again for his second stint with them. So it's it's not good. The one thing I don't like about this, I, there's a lot of stuff not to like. So let's throw that out there. But uh, obviously, you don't do that. What he did was wrong. You do not do that. Uh, it's not cool in any way to do what he did or say what he did. The only thing that, that I do have a problem with is the whole thing where they're bringing out that he used profane language, I guess, against Roger Goodell, who is technically his technically his employer as commissioner of the NFL. I don't I feel like, you know, everyone gets kind of pissed off at their bosses sometimes. I just I don't exactly understand. I mean, I I don't know what was said. So if I knew what was said about Roger Goodell, maybe I could give more input. But, you know, if he's just, you know, talking some shit and saying, (laughs) hey, you know, Roger sucks, like, you know. I, I don't well, really it has to be
0: that, deeper than that, or we. Wouldn't it has be to be. But I,
1: I'm saying, if it was something like that, okay, then I don't think that was something that needed to be brought up. I think, you know, probably everybody does that about their bosses here and there. You know what I mean? But, but everything else that's come out, the, the homophobic stuff and racial slurs. I mean, you just don't do that, man. And you know, as much as you know, I like John Gruden and I respect John Gruden. Uh, in all honesty, man, I mean, I don't disagree with him losing his job. I mean, I, I think it was, if the NFL was trying to send a statement, I mean, this is one right here. I mean, he, he resigned, but he was gonna be fired. I mean, there there was no question. Like he just kind of he he walked out the door instead of being pushed out of it. You know what I
0: mean? I mean, what well, what would I would have done the same thing? I mean, you're not gonna uh, I mean, sit around there and wait to be fired, and you already got enough embarrassment on your hands why wait for the whole world to know you got fired (laughs) you might as well say you resigned and and take the professional and do the one professional thing you've done in the last decade and uh just bow out
1: it's amazing to me how now this was as far as i know this is all from 2010 and 2011 all these emails and stuff like this it's amazing to me that something you know and it doesn't change whether it was. Ten years ago, or it was yesterday, saying stuff like that still is wrong, and you don't say stuff like that. But it is amazing to me that stuff can be, I guess, brought up and dug up from that long
0: ago. That really surprises th- you in today's world, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the iCloud world, where I, I'm nothing I'm gets deleted? Surprised,
1: I, I'm more surprised that – I don't know how to word it.
0: I'm I'm kind of surprised that yeah. – the like, only like, how thing did that
1: emails come about—that's what I'm saying. Like, who went in and well, got these they, emails?
0: They found it while investigating something else. Okay, and I, I didn't know that. I think I think the only surprising thing about this crap is that John Gruden actually thought that it was like some safe space to say whatever you want while you're on company emails. Uh, anyone that's ever had a job where you have to send an email for that job knows that you keep it professional via email. I don't know what, you know, safe space he thought he was in that he could say these say these things that would clearly offend people that he's talking about or the communities that he's you know referring to uh and just that no one would ever notice. You know, no one's ever going to look back. This is not hmm. a billion dollar corporation that you work for. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean it's I, the I, largest league and it's one of the biggest franchises yeah. in that league and you think that did nothing's ever going to come of it. I mean, I don't know. I just, I think the stupidity is the most shocking thing of the whole thing.
1: It was stupid. I mean, I think that goes without saying um, what he's done is completely stupid. And I don't know. Uh, I don't know why he did that. Like, and like you said, I don't know why he thought that that was a good idea, especially to do that in work emails. You know, I mean, I'm not saying it makes it any better if you say that stuff in non-work emails, but I'm, but I do not understand why he thought that was a, a solid idea, because clearly <laughs> it wasn't, and now it's cost him his job. And, and, and In all honesty, John Gruden will probably never, ever coach in the NFL again. He'll never did you, get another position.
0: Did you again. hear what the Buccaneers are doing?
1: Yeah, they took him out of their uh, the team's the ring, ring of, of honor. honor. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: huge. I mean, hell, he won them I mean, a Super Bowl. That's literally stripping away your legacy.
1: All over some emails, man, and some stuff that you shouldn't have said. You know? Well,
0: really, it's not, it's not the emails. It's what he said in them. Whether he said it in, in an email or he said it in a, and someone got him on a recording from 10 years ago. I mean, it was going to, they were going to strip everything from him anyway. So, I mean, I don't know. You're going to be in that position and have those type of feelings when the NFL is one of the most diverse businesses that you can be involved in. And no matter what your role in the NFL is, whether it's, Just, you know, administration or whether it's being a player or whether it's being a coach, uh, it's a super, super diverse league and it's only getting more diverse every year. So I I don't even I mean, they're the the league has its own international like initiative to go overseas and recruit people to be a part of the league. Um, I mean, there's just no way that that you can have a guy like that representing the NFL.
1: I just kind of started liking what he was doing with the Raiders. I just now started being a fan. I mean, honestly, I mean, I didn't didn't really understand a lot of the stuff he was doing in the you know his earlier years, like since 2018 up till now. I was like, dude, this, this is an absolute train wreck. Like, what are you doing? Uh, and now you know, I, I loved what they were doing this year. And again, I mean, you know, shit happens and it happens real quick. And if you don't make wise decisions and say the right things, I mean, this is what happens, man. By the way, he went twenty-two and thirty-one since twenty eighteen as the Raiders head coach. So didn't exactly have a winning record, but like I said, I liked what he was doing this year up until this happened.
0: Yeah, you know? I mean, even if he even if they retained him as the coach, his, he would have lost all credibility to his players anyway. So, I mean, it, the, this is what what had to happen once this news broke.
1: Yeah, I mean, wise decision by him to resign. You know, instead of having to get pushed
0: out the door. Yeah, you know,
1: that it's definitely a better look
0: if you take resign, what dignity like, you hey. have left.
1: Yeah, you sit there and you say, "Hey, I know I did something wrong." You know, <laughs> allow me. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like, don't
0: don't worry, <laughs> I'll get the door.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't have to force me out. I'll be on my way out. Anyway, I'm gonna move on to something a little bit more uh, positive, man. Kadarius Tony finally breaks out for me. I was so high on him coming out of the uh, this draft class. He had ten receptions for 189 yards. This past Sunday, man. Um, and Like I said, I ranked him third coming out of this past wide receiver class. Uh, above guys like Rashad Bateman. Above guys like Terrace Marshall. Above above guys like Jalen Waddell. I was really, really high on this guy, man. I thought his film was awesome. I thought he was a really electric player. And uh, it's really good to see he actually had that breakout game. And I think they need to see what they did this past game and use him exactly the same way the rest of the, the rest of the season, man. Cause if clearly we see what he can do, I mean, he, he is an absolute baller, man. And I think uh, they need to include him on the offense as much as possible, because I, I just think he's a. he, he I'm not even going to say he's a gadget guy. I think he is, he is a very good receiver.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I Absolutely. always thought, I always thought more of like, I would say Curtis Samuel was like a gadget guy. I, I just don't know. He's mm-hmm. your guy that, you know, Hit some slants and some speed sweeps. Yeah, bring also. him in motion. Something, and he has yeah, sweeps exactly. All the time. I, I yeah. see Tony as a guy you throw out there. I see him as a Tariq Hill. Exactly, man. You you see him as a guy that's that's got the speed and the quickness and change of direction it's, ability. He, and he he's twitchy.
0: He's extremely yeah, very twitchy. twitchy. Very I mean, twitchy. he hit he made a move uh, on Sunday. Where, where, I mean, he knew where he was headed when he caught the ball, before he caught the ball. I mean, it was that quick. He does it in an instant, you know, and it, it's just all, like I said, it's super twitched up. And a guy like that, you you just have to find, make up, if you got to make up a new play, make as many new ones as you can where you get him with, with just, you know, a, six inches of space to himself. And you're going to see a lot of yardage get churned up because of that. So that's all they need to do with him is just, is just keep putting him in the right positions to be able to pick up yardage after the catch. Just get him in space. I yeah. mean,
1: you've started to notice, man, if you got guys that are twitchy coming out of college, right, and they have um, some speed to them, they got some moves, those guys succeed. I mean, they just mm-hmm. do. If they get the ball in their hands, they succeed. It's guys like Jalen Waddle, like you mentioned, Tyreek Hill, Kadarius Toney. Guys like that succeed. Because once you get them in space, they're going to get yards, they're going to make stuff happen because they're just, you know, like I said, that electric. So I think it was really good to see him come out and ball. Now, what was not good to see from him is in his breakout game, he punches Kazee of the Cowboys in the face and might be suspended (laughs) now. I don't, I don't. Understand that yeah, things were going so good for him, and then with one swing of his fist, you know, he might be suspended now. So he
0: plays a little attitude, but he does I play mean, with
1: some attitude. Have you, have you ever yeah. seen him? Have you ever looked at his face? It's like, yeah, like his yeah. player shot. He looks like a Tyreek Hill, he yeah. literally looks just like a Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. So, um but yeah, I was I was really excited to see that. So um, I might try to pick him up in fantasy too because I'm hoping he has
0: some more. Good uh, game.
1: Yeah, you and everybody else. <laughs> yeah, everybody's gonna be all all over it, man. A big game like that, dude. The waivers are Especially gonna be hot
0: with, with Saquon down, and they've had other receiver injuries. I mean, it's 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 a now or never time to step up for him.
1: Yeah, I mean the volume to him after this game should be really high. You you got guys like Kenny Galladay who is banged up right now. Sterling Shepard's out now. Saquon's. I mean. Tony, if he's not suspended, should be getting a lot of looks and you know should, should have a pretty solid amount of production. So we'll see what he's able to do with all those targets. But the Chargers have a really good shot at winning their division, man. It's getting to the point where I don't know if the Chiefs are going to be able to catch them because I think the Chargers are playing that good right now and they're that confident and I don't know what's happening with the Chiefs.
0: Well, the Chiefs. Have, I heard today the Chiefs have one of the worst defenses in in NFL history at this current moment. If the season ended today, does that actually up. shock you? Though, I mean, I don't know if I saw it being this bad when when the season started. I don't I mean I don't remember anyone discussing the worry that their defense was going to be this suspect. I mean, yeah. it's 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 really bad.
1: I mean, their defense is – you know, they're never world beaters, but the, the Chiefs defense has always been able to normally get to the quarterback, make some – you know, get some turnovers. Exactly. Exactly. Stuff
0: like that, especially with, you know – They're not doing that this year. No, they're not, and
1: I don't think the offense is playing – very well either i mean patrick mahomes does not look like the patrick mahomes we've seen in the past i mean he doesn't look i don't know it's it's something different it's i don't know if it's confidence or or he's just making poor decisions i it's i think it might be a little bit of both
0: you can't expect (laughs) you can't expect pat mahomes to throw up 40 points every weekend to stay in football games and when that's when that's his only focus i imagine it probably takes away from him being the best football player he can be because all he's probably thinking about is when do I have to score the next touchdown? I have to score another touchdown. We have to score another touchdown rather than just thinking about moving the ball down the field one play at a time and then getting the points as you as you methodically do that. And it just it just there's a lot of pressure to keep up with teams now. And I don't know that their offense is still built to do that. You know, it it they've they've been doing this for a while with a lot of long playoff runs. You know, I mean, it's just I know Pat Mahomes is is built to put up a lot of points every day and throw for tons of yards, but just a lot of expectations to leave on an offense and n- and never get any defensive help, not getting any turnovers, you know, nothing to help you add <laughs> points to the board without having to drive the ball 80 yards every drive on average. Yeah. You know, that's just a, that's a lot to ask.
1: It is a lot to ask. And I don't think the Chiefs offense right now is anywhere near able to do what they're being asked to do right now.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I saw. To, I saw today they were looking at trades into like Marlon Mack. I mean, they're they're hurting. Well, that's probably
1: back. more because of you know Clyde edwards elaire now going on IR.
0: Still, but I mean that still hurts them. You know what I mean? There's still something they're having to get through.
1: I also think Marlon Mack would succeed in that offense. I think Marlon Mack would do actually a really good
0: job in that yeah. offense. He's a good running back who's sitting behind a really good running back. Had a good game this past Sunday. Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> no marlon macken both of them
1: I the mean, Jonathan taylor was played lights out man yeah finally kind of had like his coming out party this year because he's been kind of quiet all year to be honest with you he hasn't done a whole lot this year and i think you know he kind of came out this past monday and was like you know yeah I'm, I'm still a beast you know i'm still a you know a first round pick you know don't forget about me so I'm I'm glad to see he actually. I did not think he was going to score a 76-yard receiving touchdown. I did not think that was going to happen. But uh, well, the, that the, was pretty cool. He burned I'll tell the Chiefs. The
0: the Chiefs have a they have a week here where they got to go out and they got them. They got to put their foot down and and play a good game against the Washington football team um because the I mean the Chargers got the Ravens and and the Chargers are underdogs in the in the in the game against the Ravens in Baltimore.
1: That's so, surprising. I mean,
0: yeah, well, it, it surprised me, too. I mean, you can get Chargers plus three right now. Go take it. Um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> I'm just saying right now, I'm just going to throw it out there. A little sprinkle. You could, you can get a plus three right now. I just looked at it before we got on the podcast. Uh, I'll be doing that at some point tonight. Um, but, I mean, it's in Baltimore. That's why, you know. And yeah. Lamar just goes out and throws for 500 yards. Of course, Vegas is, is, is tripping balls on that. Oh,
1: they're salivating so, at that right But,
0: now. you know. The,
1: the,
0: if, if the Chargers were to lose this game that they're underdogs in, uh, and the Chiefs just should beat, and I mean I think they, it's a, right now you can get Chiefs plus, uh, minus seven against Washington, go take it. Um, but that's that's only going to go you know further down to eight or eight and a half. So I mean I, I think Kansas City's going to win that game handily. They're going to be able to get a, get a game back if the Chargers lose, and I think you're going to find out a lot about the Chargers. Uh, against the Ravens because they play everybody tough. Then the Ch- Chargers hung in there against the Browns whose defense is really tough. And th- if they walk into Baltimore and lay one down, the Chargers are for real.
1: It's kind of hard to say they're not for real
0: already. I mean, oh yeah, I know, but you know I mean, what I you mean. Know, they they beat the Chiefs, they're, they're which really again
1: good. again, I don't know what beating the Chiefs means right now. It doesn't carry yeah. as much weight. See, so you see when that happened at first everybody was like, oh you know, oh damn, like the Chargers just beat the Chiefs. At arrowhead
0: yeah, damn and then, like
1: and, and now it's like okay then you this, look
0: at the full body of work and you're yeah, like, like
1: okay this, this might not be you know that might not have been as big of a win um still it's a good team you'd be a good team you know not to take that away from them i think that the biggest thing to me is that you know the browns the, the browns chargers game was insane so for anybody that missed that game i feel so sorry for you because that game was absolutely insane i the amount of first of all first of all the Browns defense apparently had never heard of Mike Williams before because the two touchdowns he got, there wasn't a, a defender in his area code. Nobody. I'm saying, like I'm saying within 30 yards, Bo, there was nobody anywhere near him. And he just walked into the end zone twice. <laughs> Which you know, it's only making Mike Williams get more wealthy down the road here because they're they're like I said before, they're gonna have to pay him a ton of money. He, the season that guy is having is absolutely phenomenal.
0: It's like where but, is Keenan Allen? You hardly ever even, you hardly even notice him doing anything out there that, on the field.
1: You really don't. Um, the fact that the chargers because you know the Browns kept scoring, and I saw the Browns. I don't even know what how much time was left in the game. The Browns scored late in the fourth quarter. I was like, Well, that's probably probably it. The chargers go straight down, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Chargers go straight down the field and score again. The chargers every time answered, every single time,
0: relentlessly, couldn't couldn't could not stop them, and that's and that was at the time. After week four, Cleveland's defense was one of the better ones in the NFL, it looked like. I mean, they just well, held. Paper, they, I think, you know, Yeah, was, so, well, I think they had. Well, no, they, I think they had just held their last two or three opponents to some crazy low number.
1: Yeah, I think I mean, the, the most an opponent had scored against them in the three weeks prior was like 14, I think. Yeah. It, it I was mean, like it was it like was seven, like, six, and 14.
0: It was like three. T- it was like three touchdowns in six quarters of football, or something like that. I mean, it, it wasn't. It wasn't that much, you know. I mean, they, they were playing pretty lights out, and then all of a sudden, they walk in L.A. and get forty-seven dropped on them. It's crazy.
1: I would love to know the odds for if you can pull it up uh, while I'm talking. That'd be awesome because I would actually really like to know these odds. I want to know the odds for Justin Herbert right now for MVP. Actually, I'll pull it up real quick. Let's see. I want. I don't know what the best thing to. So, currently, right now, Justin Herbert has the, the third-best odds to win MVP at plus 650.
0: Yeah, and I don't blame him. I mean, I, one, of my, one of my things, I was worried about the charge this week in my notes, was Justin Herbert's going to win league MVP one day, and if it's not this year.
1: So the, so, the top five guys right now is Josh Allen, who I think should be the favorite. Josh Allen right now should absolutely be the favorite, and man, you both picked him preseason to win the MVP. Uh, Kyler Murray is second right now at plus five hundred, followed by Herbert plus six fifty, followed by Dak Prescott plus six fifty, and then Tom Brady at plus seven hundred, and then you're the guy coming in and bringing in sixth is Stafford at plus eleven hundred,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which you know I, I think there's there's three guys in this race. It's Kyler Murray, it's Justin Herbert, and it's Josh Allen. Yeah, one of
0: right, those three right, right will win. Yeah, that's it.
1: One one of those three are, are going to win the MVP. I don't think. The other two guys, I think Dak's playing insane and should definitely get some looks you know, for MVP, but uh, I don't think you're topping those three guys right now. You know, Josh Allen is playing lights out. He, he's doing incredible things. Kyler Murray's leading the only undefeated team in the NFL right now, and then Justin Herbert is just doing Justin Herbert yeah, absolutely things. Absolutely swinging like the, the watch. ball. Yeah, and I think I'm going to go off on the Browns here for a minute. The problem the Browns are having right now, and I actually put this down in my notes, the Browns debatably should be five and because the Browns gave up a win that they had week one against the Chiefs. Right, they just blew it. They were up like I don't even I don't even know what the score was. It was like twenty four to seven, and they blew it. They let the Chiefs come back on them. Right, then they they won they won uh, the good the games that they should have won. Right, Not the tough games. They won the games they should have won the past three weeks. And then again, probably should have won this one if their defense could have stopped them. If the defense could have stopped the charge just once, just one time, they probably (laughs) would have won this game. Uh, they, they're they're losing the games that they that they need to win. They're winning the games they're supposed to. But the games that they need to win, the big games, the ones where you prove it, like, hey, we're the Browns. Hey, we can play with the top dogs. I mean, do they're you believe that do
0: you believe that they have the quarterback to win the big game?
1: I think Baker Mayfield is a is a above average quarterback in the NFL. I don't know if I, I, I guess that's what you're asking. I, I think, Baker Mayfield, I mean, clearly, I mean, he played with Patrick Mahomes week one. He, they duelled, okay. This past weekend with Justin Herbert, they duelled. I mean, he he can he can put up points with the best of them. I don't think quarterback's the issue. I think it's defensively, it's an issue. You've got all these big name guys, and and, and you're you're not being able to stop the other team's offense unless yeah. it's a, a lower team. That's what they've beaten, and that's who they've stopped from putting putting up points is the lower team. Then you get then you run into guys like Herbert and you run into guys like Mahomes and, and they both drop 40 on you.
0: Yeah, they just dice them up.
1: For me, for me, this coming weekend when they play the Arizona Cardinals, that to me is a prove-it game for the Browns. Right? You need to win that game. That is a team you need to beat. You need to prove to yourself you can beat a team like this. Go out there and beat the only team that's undefeated in the NFL right now. Go out there and beat Kyler Murray. Go out there and beat that defense, the the Cardinals defense. It's been proven you know, they're pretty legit.
0: You want to hear something? You can get the Cardinals in Cleveland plus three. I don't know. Only undefeated team in the league, underdogs. uh, uh, Almost feels like a trap.
1: I would be shaky on taking that bet. I don't know if I'd even bet that game. Like, I don't think I would bet the the result of the game in that game. I'd probably bet like something on Kyler Murray or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would be afraid to bet. I'd be afraid to bet that game straight up. I'd be afraid to bet it with that spread that you just mentioned. Uh, the over and under is something I'd be interested in. But by the way, what is the over and under for that game?
0: It is forty nine and a
1: half. Ooh, that's gonna be a high scoring game, man. And I think they're gonna go over that. I definitely think they go over that.
0: I mean, tell me, do du- you not think duly so? Duly noted. Um, I mean, you think that watching the Chargers game this past week? I mean, I, don't I think know, the, it depends. The it it put depends points if,
1: when the other team puts up points. You I don't think I mean? the
0: Cardinals defense is that great. So, I mean, I, I think it'll probably go over that. I think the it depends how good the Browns defense wants to be. At home, to be honest, because that crowd's going to be going nuts for sure.
1: That's an interesting one. I'm definitely have to look at that. I'm probably, I'm definitely going to bet the over in that game. And to be honest with you, I'll probably do it when we get off of here because I don't want to go any (laughs) higher. I don't. I really don't want to go any higher. I think that's a good. You're really. Oh, it's it's going to go. I bet it gets to fifty-two. I don't see
0: how you can make the Bengals Packers fifty and a half opening line but you're not going to make Cardinals-Browns an opening line of 50.
1: I mean, B- Packers-Bengals hit it.
0: They w- they hit the over, didn't they? I don't think they did. It uh, was 22 – th- wasn't it 25-22? That's 47?
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think you're right. Th- that yeah. that sounds correct.
0: I mean, I'm pretty I, sure. I don't even
1: want to talk anymore about that game. That was
0: – was Yeah, y'all, n- neither team really seemed like they wanted to win that one.
1: No. It was, it was a fight to see who could lose that one. But, no, I, I think going back to the Browns and going back to your question about Baker Mayfield, I do think that they they did get it right with their quarterback. Now, yes, he can be kind of annoying. I'm going to say annoying. He can be kind of annoying. His attitude and stuff like that can be kind of annoying. But I think, you know, on the field, what he, what he does on the field for that team, I don't think they got it wrong at all. I think that's a guy you keep around for a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a competitor, man. And, I mean, you know – He's kind of kind of quick on his feet. Can make makes some plays plays with his legs, and you know he's he got some got a great arm, man. And and uh, he makes big plays, man. And I mean he, he's always fired up too. That's a, that's one thing I love about Baker Mayfield is when they score, man, I man, he talks trash to the fans in the end zone. I mean this dude just I mean and he kind of backs it up half the time. I mean
0: yeah, he's always been that type of player.
1: Oh, he always has been. And he got him actually in a lot of trouble in the pre draft process in his draft class. Yeah,
0: he got it. Yeah. I mean, what you took like the flag thing he did with the at Oklahoma.
1: Well, he did. He did like the like That was at Ohio State.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah.
1: At Oklahoma, you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. When he was playing um, there, the flag thing. He also, I don't know, was flipping off the other team one game in a bowl game, yeah. then, you know, talking <laughs> trap. I mean, just stuff like that that you probably shouldn't be doing, but you know. He's come in. I think he's kind of changed his act. I mean, I like how he talks. I, I like him being fired up all the time. You know, I think he brings a lot of energy to that offense, so I, I do enjoy seeing that. But I, I want to hear something that you took away from this week, man. I, I feel like I'm over here just talking nonstop. Give me something.
0: Can I Although talk about the Steelers hum- actually running oh, the ball man. this week?
1: I can, I'm sure none of the listeners ever, th- ever thought this was going to come out.
0: I mean, hey, I try to keep it. I try to keep it away from the Pittsburgh stuff, but I don't know if it means it's going to improve week, like you know, week okay, to week. But give me, it was. Give me,
1: give me some about Pittsburgh.
0: It was just good. I mean, it was just good to see them actually have success running the ball. I mean, Najee Harris was having a great day. There were there were huge running lanes, and no one wants to talk about how it was a good defense they did it against. Um, I just don't know if it, if it's going to. I don't know if it's going to continue. There's a if if it's ever going to continue, I think the, this game in Seattle this week without Russ is a is a good week, is a good game to keep the momentum rolling because we're back at home. Um, but I don't know. I, I thought it was a nice step forward, though. I mean, there were definitely clearly holes that were there that weren't there in previous games. So um, I was happy to see it. That was something I took away for sure.
1: Uh, let me say this. Let me say this about Najee because I want to speak on Najee for just a minute. So we were super high on him. It's just a bruiser coming out of uh, out of Ohio State, out of Alabama. Um, obviously, was both of our number one running back in that class. Um, and I knew he was talented at it. We both knew it coming out of Alabama how talented he was as a pass catcher. He was very comfortable, soft hands. You know, knew what he was doing. You know, didn't ever look like he was confused about you know running running some routes and catching some balls. He has been more involved in the passing game as a rookie than I ever thought he would have been. And it's impressive. It is really impressive.
0: He's going to keep but, getting it, too, now that Juju's gone.
1: He is, without a doubt, the best running back in that class. Um, and, you know, we talked about it this this past weekend that I think it is really impressive what he's doing with the offensive line that he has right now. And, you know, you alluded to the fact, you know, if this guy had the same offensive line that Le'Veon Bell had, I
0: mean, yeah. this guy,
1: this guy would be unstoppable. He would yeah, actually yeah. I he mean, would be
0: unstoppable. He's twice as good as Le'Veon Bell was his rookie year.
1: Oh, easily, easily. I thought you were going to say in his prime.
0: I was like, whoa. No, no, no. He's twice as good there. Like at this point, as a rookie, he's twice as good as Le'Veon Bell.
1: I agree with that. What, what do you say? He gets hit what a yard behind the line of scrimmage every time. Yeah, it was ball. like I
0: read. It was like over seventy percent of the time he gets hit at the at the line of scrimmage or or behind it. And uh, I mean, he he can the first guy never gets him. I mean, no, that's never, just never. First guy is not gonna. It's not gonna come. He's Especially not gonna if come you down meet him in the
1: hole. Time. Don't meet him in the hole.
0: Yeah, seriously. That's that's a make it make the right business decision and just get out of the way. I don't know. I, I I think he's been playing great. I think he's going to continue to play well. I think we're going to – as long as he can stay healthy. Um, he was, I think, listed in the injury report for something this week. But, I mean, he had a lot of cramping issues and stuff like that uh, this past week. But, I mean, like we were talking about, though, I mean, there's – there's no way the first guy is going to tackle him. If, if they can get just a little push, I mean, if they can get the ball – like, you know, a, a yard of push – he can give you 4 yards you know what i mean yeah. every every run play but they have to get past get you know their man off the ball and away from the line of scrimmage and uh, i don't know how consistently they're going to be able to do it I mean I hope they can I hope they can keep it rolling if there's ever a week to keep it rolling it's this one but yeah we'll see I don't want to keep talking about the Steelers in everybody's ear um, but then you just, another you just take, have
1: to get a little bit out
0: I had to get a little bit out all right I had I had to talk about us running the ball cuz we've been trying to all year uh, but something else I took away was uh just watching the the Cowboys play football is so much fun this year and I almost dislike it it's so much fun to watch them play I mean would you not agree with that it is
1: absolutely awesome watching watching <laughs> their games. I, I normally I'm not sucks. drawn to a Cowboys game. Normally I'm not drawn to a you know watching Dallas that much. But God, man, this year they are so much fun to watch. That offense, it's just incredible, man. I mean, that they are firing on all cylinders. Dak is playing fantastic. You know, and like I said, man, the receivers are playing awesome. They're making plays, and Zeke looks good. The offensive line's playing well, and they don't even have Gallup. We said it last week. I, I yeah. probably said word for word what I just said on last week's show. Yeah. You know, it's it, that offense.
0: I, I think Trayvon yeah, Dix took another one away this weekend, too. He did.
1: He did. He yeah, six I
0: mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous what he's doing right now. I also,
1: I also read something that said uh, – it was a quote by Trayvon Diggs that, you know, when, obviously when he was at Alabama, he came in as a wide receiver. You know, he was following yeah. his brother's footsteps. And for you all that don't know, Trayvon Diggs, the cornerback for Dallas, is Stefan Diggs, the wide receiver for the Bills. It's his little brother. Uh, so when he came to Bama, he was a wide receiver. And I guess, you know, Saban being the genius that he is, through watch him in practice and stuff like that, he moved him to corner. And Trayvon Diggs said when it happened, he, like, went back to his room and, like, bawled crying because he didn't want to play corner. He, he, like, wanted to be a receiver like his brother and just never – he had never played anything else, and he hated saving for it. He absolutely hated saving for it. And he said, looking back, like, I, I like there's nothing I would take back from that. Like, you know, like I, he's basically, you know, saying thank you, like, Nick, for basically, you know, giving me a, a shot to excel even more than I would have at a receiver you know, at receiver. And you know, now now look at him. You know, Saban switches him to cornerback. He gave he was probably both of our number two cornerback in that class. Yeah, I know yeah, he was, I, think my it number was. Two. I know he was my number two. But and you know now look at him. He's leading the league in interceptions and you don't throw his way right now. I mean you
0: at you can no fly zone. You cannot. Did you see the play? I don't mean to interrupt you what you're saying about Draymond Diggs. Um but did you see the play where they faked the pitch to Zeke and then came back to him on the on the pass and the flats for a touchdown. Yes,
1: yes. That's that's that, disgusting. That play, that play was nasty. Yeah, that was such a well drawn up play.
0: Yeah, I mean the, the it was like stealing candy
1: had the whole defense in a blender, man. Not just one guy. The whole defense had no idea what was going on.
0: Yeah, because you see, that, pretty that much legit. they faked
1: the fake the toss to Zeke, and then you know once he didn't toss to Zeke, I'm like okay, where well, he. Dak's probably going somewhere else. They never even thought it's going to go back to Zeke.
0: We've seen the Cowboys in years past not win many games, but still throw up tons of offensive numbers. But now you are watching a like truly confident Cowboys team play, and that's that's the difference in them. I I wonder if their defense can sustain what they're doing. I don't I really have any doubts in the offense because they're they're led by Dak Prescott. But if the defense can sustain it, they're a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous team. They should, by all accounts, they should be five and zero. They just left Tom a minute and twenty seconds. That's all that. Exactly. That's the that's the difference exactly. between five and zero and them. And I mean, that's something that the defense is going to, if they want to go anywhere, going to have to worry about in the NFC. Have to worry about figuring out how to stop Tom if you give him a minute, you know, left on the clock. So I mean, that that's they're going to be in their way. But I, I mean, I, I think, think the,
1: what's What's, fi- what's finally happened with the Cowboys is, you know, they've had all this o- offensive potential for probably the you know, last two or three years. You know what I mean? And they're, they're starting to show off what they actually are capable of. And, you know, the rest of the league can't stop it. They they can't because there's too much on that offense, especially now that they're, you know, including the tight ends. Schultz is having a, a great year so far. You know, and now that you're including him also, and then just wait till they get Gallup back. Yeah, you know, now you got to account for Michael Gallup, who, like I've said before, should probably be a number one on a different team. I mean, that's it's too much talent for teams to account for. It's the same thing with like teams like the Buccaneers. You know, Buccaneers have just too there's too many guys out there. The defense count cannot account for all of them. No. So if your quarterback is feeling it and can and can figure it out and pick pick what he wants and pick out his guys, you know, and find where he's trying to go with the ball, he's gonna pick you apart all day long. And Dak Prescott is fantastic at that.
0: Oh, absolutely. Dak, 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 right now is playing like one of the. I mean, the talk, I mean, it's a guy who who is fringe MVP conversation. He he's playing great. He's playing great.
1: Like I said, he's fourth right now in MVP odds, mm-hmm. and and absolutely deserves to be there and no lower. Yeah, I agree. Man, I love – like you said, I mean, the Cowboys are just fun to watch, man. And normally they're not. Normally they're like, oh, the Cowboys are on. Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: this is, is, oh, is going to be probably – you know, it's probably going to be a letdown. But, I mean, if I was a Cowboys fan right now, man, I'm letting them, I'm letting everybody hear it. I mean, truly, I am. You know, they give the Cowboys fans so much crap. And now this year, you know, the team's actually popping off. Like,
0: We've seen good starts from the Cowboys. But th- it's just it just feels kind of different this year.
1: It does. It does feel good I mean, they're a playoff team, man. And a team that can make a deep playoff. Oh yeah, push.
0: they're they're going they're going to win that division easy.
1: I wonder what the odds right now. Going back to Diggs, I wonder what the odds are week to week now that man gets an interception. I mean, it's got to be high. I, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I would just I I would. That,
0: some that's something I would, I would start fading
1: every week. And dude, on the play that he intercepted this past uh, this past weekend, I don't remember who Daniel Jones was throwing the ball to. Um, I wish I could remember, but Trayvon Diggs it was a post route and Trayvon Diggs slowed up, you know, was kind of watching where, you know, Dan Jones is going to go with the ball, was slowing up some and had the speed to catch back up with his guy and intercept it. And I heard one of the commentators talking, you know, they said that's that's what that's what prime Dion did. You know he trusted his ability so much that he'd let off. He let off the gas, and then if the guy actually decided to throw it your way, he'd speed back up and take it from him. I mean, it's just impressive. It's really impressive. I'm I'm super impressed with Trayvon Diggs because, in all honesty, he didn't have a good rookie year, and it was kind of like, okay, yeah, like is this guy gonna pan out? And now look at him. Do you think he's uh, making
0: a? Do you think he's making a case for uh, defensive player of the year? Yes. How could he I not? What, I wonder how. In, high all honesty,
1: is. In all honesty, how is he not the favorite right now? Yeah. Who was it? Who was it last year? Was it Xavier Howard? That I can't remember how many picks he had. I think he had like seven picks, maybe. I don't know. I feel like it was seven picks though, and he did win remember. Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, but debatably should have. What? What Trayvon did? It's not the amount of picks that Trayvon Diggs has that's going to probably win him defensive player of the year. It's the amount of time that he's done it in. He's got six in five weeks, six in five weeks of football. He has six interceptions.
0: It's ridiculous.
1: So on pace for like 15. Wouldn't that be incredible?
0: It'd be. I mean, I think that would shatter the record. Yeah, it would. Um, but,
1: for the last part of the uh, the show, let's uh let's go into these power rankings. Uh, and give our our top five current uh, teams in the NFL right now, and I want to hear yours.
0: All right, um, I'm going to start at at five. Um, number five, I got the Dallas Cowboys. Um, all, their offense is just too fun to watch. Uh, Kellen Moore is really really showing what his offensive mind is capable of with this group of players he has. Um, I mean, they they can spread it out. They can line up under center they can really do everything it takes to be a successful offense uh, in, in today's league. And I mean, honestly, they, some of their concepts would be successful at any point in NFL history, the way they they can run. Um, and, you know, this is one of those teams that a lot of guys nowadays talks about using all the space on the field. Um, and they're actually, it feels like they're actually doing that. They're, they're using the entire field and all their players to their advantage. Um, and if their defense can play with it, you know, with the big dogs down the line, Really no telling where they're going to go this year. Uh, number four, I got the uh, the Chargers, uh, and it mostly because of the way uh, Justin Herbert's playing this year. He's playing at an MVP level, superstar-type stuff, um, and the most impressive thing about him is his, for me has been his poise. Um, no matter how many times the Browns threw a haymaker back at him, uh, he just keeps coming. I mean, no matter how bad of a game – he's having at any point if they're coming, they're coming out slow or they're coming out hot. uh, He just keeps it, keeps it churning. It's always the same. That man. Always always even keel. Um, And I think the even keel is one of the, one of the things you look for uh, in a franchise quarterback. And I mean, he's really got all that and you know, the chargers managed to keep Derwin James on the field this year. Um, And when he's out there, they're just a better defense all around. So, Love what they got going on. They're another team that's really utilizing all the weapons that they have to use. Um, my number three is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, and it's it's just, I mean, how can they not be in your top three? I mean, it's just like we t- we've we hammered on earlier. There's just too much talent. And they're spreading the ball out to too much talent. In, any week could be any player on that team's week to shine. You know, it, it just, you never know who's going to get it and win. I mean, they, they all eat. Um, and I, you know, I read something about Richard Sherman, you know, when he was out there for his first game, uh, walked up to Leonard Fournette and was like, I've never been on a team this good. And that's saying something because Richard Sherman had a lot of success early in his career. Um, so I think, I think Tampa Bay is, is going to be in it until pretty much the very end this year. Um, and, and they look as good as ever and you, and you damn sure can't run the ball on them. Uh, it's pretty crazy. So they're my number three. Uh, and the Cardinals are actually my number two. Uh, I, I got a feeling they're going to be your number one. Uh, <laughs> but and it's, you know, it's, Kyler Murray's going off. I mean, it's it just kind of unstoppable arm talent, speed, intelligence, uh, really got all the makings for, for, for a great quarterback and, you know, probably leading MVP, you know, one day, if not this year. Um, and honestly, the addition of Rondell Moore has been really impressive to that team and that offense. Um, it's just yet another threat you have to account for on that team. And it just seems like every which way they turn, you know, they got a guy that can get them yardage or touchdowns, whatever they need, uh, you know, whatever, whatever job they have, they have the right tool. Um, and Max Williams going down, isn't a really good thing for them. He was just kind of finding his stride with that team.
1: He was playing Uh, really well. He playing actually yeah. really, really well. Yeah. It, more of a more of a guy you thought was going to be a blocking tight end, and they mm-hmm. actually got him involved quite a bit. So it's really sad to see frame to like
0: that. that. With a frame like that, you have to get him involved. Yeah, yeah he does. That's a big boy. And uh, losing him, I mean, yeah, it'll hurt, but it won't. I don't think it's going to stop them from putting up a ton of points every week. Um, If, if that defense can somehow get a handle on running the ball, because I think a good team down the line could really put a – throw a wrench in their gears if they if they come out there and control the clock with a dominant run game one week. I think that could really hurt them. They have not been great against the Which runners. could
1: happen? Which could happen next I week? I mean, that's what it's Tampa Bay
0: wants to do to people. Well, it's that's with what the, the Browns want to do to people? Exactly.
1: Yeah. The Browns are going to be looking straight this at, at it. It's a or. big
0: it's a big test for that run defense cuz I mean, there's the Browns are the type of team where you know where we're running it. We know where we're running. It. You know where we're running it. Can you stop us? And most of the time you just can't. Uh so it'll be a big test for them for sure. And number one's gotta be the Buffalo Bills. Um they're really just putting it together across the board. And they're a team that's been that's been clawing at Kansas City's heels and they're just playing like they want to get out from under that and you know and make their own mark on 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 history in this league. Um I think Josh Allen is is the MVP favorite right now and should be. Uh he's my favorite for the award. Um, he's he's a, just a fearless leader. I mean, dude, I mean, it, it is so much fun to watch that guy play football. Did you see that guy? Did you see him hurdle a defender this past yes. weekend? Oh, yes. It's unreal. It's a remarkable athlete. Super strong. I mean, and crazy arm talent. Super smart. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It is It is, the, the it is almost
1: this uh, guy's got. complete. Okay, if you had told me, and, and I liked him coming out of, out of Wyoming. I did. But – not as much, you know, I had him, I think Josh Allen was probably, if I can remember correctly, he was either my third or fourth-ranked quarterback coming out of that class. And, you know, what were the biggest problems with him? Oh, accuracy, you know, decision-making. You could you could not pay me right now. If I, if I didn't know that, if I didn't know that, and you told me this guy, the guy we're watching on the Buffalo Bills right now, if you told me, yeah, I mean, this guy – just really sucked at decision making. Yeah, he just really his accuracy was just not good. And you know, he got rattled in the pocket. It's like, what? Like you got this dude confused with someone else. Like you have to. (laughs) The 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 progress the progress and the development that has come from from Josh Allen is is next level. It's it's it is night and day. It is incredible. You can tell he has put in the work. And it Absolutely. is awesome to see. It goes to show, okay, yeah, maybe you come in and you're, you're not, you know, you got a lot of stuff to improve on. It goes to show if you put in the work and, you know, you really work on honing your craft. I mean, this is what you get from it, man. You know, pressure makes diamonds. Yeah. So, so what are yours? I, I, mean, I Okay, I'm going to tell you this. Spoiler alert, I agree with the Bills at number one. Um, okay. I, I, actually, I, I want to ask you, I do want to ask you, real quick, do, you have a, do you have a team that's sitting at six but could sneak in? Who who is an honorable mention team? Do you have a team that you're thinking? I, of? I wrote one. Okay, who is it? I wrote the L.A.
0: Rams, and I just think I think they'd have to come back and 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 just win a tough game to to get in there.
1: Okay, so so I'm gonna give you this is how mine are gonna go. I'm gonna go my honorable mention and work my way down to one. My honorable mention is the Chargers. Okay, I don't have the wow. Chargers in there quite yet. I just don't. Um, I want to see one more. I want to see one more big game, and it's going to push whoever I have at five
0: straight. They got out. it this weekend.
1: They, they got it this past weekend. I want to see it one more time, man. I, they I got want to see one that this, this coming I want,
0: Sunday, they got one.
1: And I want to see that team stay healthy. This is how it always goes, man. The Chargers start making a run, then somebody gets hurt. It's a big-time injury, and they fall apart. I want to see if this team can stay healthy. I want to see if they can keep playing the same way they've been playing. So – and again, that's no disrespect to the Chargers. They are playing absolute lights out right now. I deserve to be in the top five probably. I'm probably more wrong than I am right. Okay, but I do have them as my honorable mention. Uh, at five, I have the Rams. The Rams are my fifth, fifth best team. Yes, the Rams lost big time against the Cardinals. Uh, but I think what happened, there's recency bias, man. Uh, and I think people, you know, they came back and they beat the Seahawks, right? Who, who are a good team. Okay, in a primetime game, they still have studs on defense. Aaron Donald hasn't gone anywhere. Jalen Ramsey hasn't gone anywhere. Okay, they, they still got these guys on defense. The defense is good. You know, they didn't show it against the Cardinals, but it is a good defense. Mm-hmm. Stafford played better against the Seahawks. You know, they still have all their weapons on offense, and I think McVay, again, is just a great coach uh, and uh, is more experienced, you know, than what the the chargers have on their coaching side but i so I, I give a little bit of the edge to the rams man and i think uh i think they deserve just a little bit more than the chargers to be in my top five uh number four for me is the cardinals uh i have them lower than you would think i would man uh but i i, I like how you think i'm a cardinals fan at this point i mean should i just become a cardinals fan because that's that's how you treat me
0: i think but, you should just come out and tell the world that you're a Chargers you're a cardinals fan
1: well uh, I'm not a Cardinals fan. I'm a diehard Cincinnati Bengals fan, but um, I love what the Cardinals have been doing. And yes, I'm a massive fan of Kyler Murray because why not? Why not? The guy mm-hmm. is awesome. But, uh, but yeah, I do have the Cardinals at four just cause you know, it, a lot of the reason being Kyler Murray, a lot of the reason being the defense playing a whole lot better. Like, like you said, they could be a little bit better in their run defense, but uh, I think they're, they're making enough plays on defense to win games. And I think the Cardinals offense right now is just, firing on all cylinders, A.J. Green's getting involved. You know, he's taking advantage of not being the top option. DeAndre Hopkins is still there. He's still a beast. Uh, Christian Kirk, you know, Rondell Moore, like you just said, Rondell Moore is a, an animal and is playing fantastic right now. And they got, you know, James Conner on a bigger body back, like you said last week. You know, they're not used to having, you know, on the goal line, they just give James Conner the ball and he scores it. it. You know it's, what I mean? it's
0: like I said, no matter the job, they have the right tool
1: exactly and then you still got chase edmonds who is a threat a threat to catch the ball or rush the ball man i mean he's a change of pace guy and he's always been very good at at what he does and i think the biggest thing with the cardinals is the cardinals offensive line is finally playing like an offensive line that's confident and that has helped the team tremendously so I, i think uh when you push put all that together they definitely deserve to be in the top five and i have them there at four number three same spot as you man buccaneers uh you just can't not have them in your top three. Like you just said, you got Tom Brady, you got the greatest quarterback of all time. You've got a fantastic core of receivers. You've got Leonard Fournette, who is playing fantastic right now, has completely taken any other role from Ronald Jones. And, uh, I, I, you know, even with the loss of Gronkowski, man, I mean, look what they did this past weekend. They don't need Gronk.
0: <laughs> they don't
1: need Gronk. Like that, that, that enough. And Gronk, yes, Gronk is older. Okay, Gronk is not as big of a loss now as he would have been in 2013. Okay, I get that. But he was your leading receiver at tight end, and he was a touchdown machine this year. And and look at that. They they lose him, and they still drop 45. It doesn't even matter. It's next guy up, man. It's, It's insane. And the defense, man, yes, the defense has not been playing as well as we know they can, especially the corners, man. The corners and the secondary kind of as a whole have not been playing that well. They're also ganged up at, at that position. The linebacker core, I told you before, about it's the best linebacker core in the NFL. And the defensive line is, you know, got studs everywhere. Um, this team on paper is just unbelievably talented. And uh, it's almost overwhelming. So uh, you've got to have them there at number three, especially after they're showing this past uh, weekend. Like I said, they dropped one of the 40-point game. Uh, number number two for me, Bo, over the Buccaneers is the Dallas Cowboys right now. Uh, Ooh. More, more so, it, it it worries me putting them that high because of their defense, but there's no way I can't put them that high because of their offense right now. And just kind of what they're doing to teams, the way Dak is playing, the way Zeke is playing, they're play calling right now. The way the wide receivers are playing, they're impossible to stop. They're impossible to cover. They're getting the tight ends involved. The offensive line's always a strength. Now, on top of that, everything I just said, you know, happened last year. The thing that didn't happen last year was the defense now. And, you know, Trayvon Diggs, they're making plays, man. You now have a corner on your defense that teams are afraid to throw against, you know, which extremely, in a huge way, helps the defense. Okay, you kind of take one guy off the map. And if you throw to that side of the map, you know, me as a betting man now is saying it's getting picked off. Okay. So you, you've got play you've got Michael Parsons again, man. He was all over the field this past weekend. He doesn't look like a rookie. He looks like a five year vet. Right? The defensive line's playing well. I, I think the defense has finally come out and said, okay, yeah, we're gonna support our, our guys on offense. And, you know, we're gonna keep us in these games and you know, we're gonna help help win these games. And that's scary, man. When you have an offense that's as scary on the other side of the ball as the Dallas has, so I think right now, currently, the Dallas is the the second best team in the NFL until they prove me otherwise. Until they stop doing the teams what they've been doing, they're the second best team in the NFL. You know, even though the Buccaneers have a better defense and stuff like that, um, I'm not putting. Tampa over dallas right now i think momentum is a huge thing and confidence is a huge thing and i think dallas has an absolute truckload of both of them so they're definitely my uh my number two and number one like i said before man is the buffalo bills there's no team right now that's playing like buffalo um where they're putting up points the confidence with you know allen and and i think you know zach moss has gotten more involved and we can see what he can do when he gets his touches uh Manuel Sanders, like I said last week, was a huge ad. He had another, I think, two touchdown game this past weekend. Yeah. Right after we had said something about it. He's clearly, clearly got chemistry with Josh Allen. Stefan Diggs is there. He's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Dawson Knox, again, I think it was on our first, I think it was our first episode this year, or our second episode. I said how how much I appreciate and respected Dawson Knox and I thought he was a baller. Look at this dude, man. He is absolutely lighting it up. Dawson Knox is playing great. Um, I don't know. I think as a whole, the team is so balanced. The defense, man. Look, look what the defense look what that defense just did to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick yeah, Mahomes didn't stand a chance. Every time that ball popped up in the air or it was a bad throw, I felt like it was picked off. I swear yeah. to God. I swear. I thought it was picked off every time. I think they had one pick six and like either two or three interceptions. I mean, and you're doing that that against, and let's not get this mistaken. Patrick Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the NFL. You're doing that against that guy. You know, you have that guy that (laughs) rattled. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just, that defense is playing lights out. They have playmakers all over the place. You know, at linebacker, they got Tremaine Edmonds. They got second-year guy, A.J. Epinesa, right now, who, by the way, is not showing up on any stats, you know, no leader in stats right now, but the dude is getting to the quarterback and pressuring him like nobody else, you know, and yeah. I'm sure no a lot of people don't know that because, you know, it's more of a stats thing to a lot of people, you know, where are the sacks, right? Dude, go look at his QB hits. Go look at his pressures. Go look at his, you know, it, it's Epinesa is playing awesome I mean you again Both loved Epinesa Coming out of Iowa It's good to see him He had a really bad rookie season He's bounced back this year He's playing really well You know yeah. They still got guys Like Ed Oliver They picked up a guy That we were both high on Gregory Russo Right Who's playing well He's practically Like a power forward Out there I don't know He's like 6 He's like six seven. He's like six seven. Like 2 I don't know What he is He's probably 235 Something like that Yeah He's a freak He's an absolute freak At corner, you've got Tredavious White. At safety, you've got Micah Hyde, you know, and Poyer. They're just loaded, man. And I think confidence, again, the biggest thing in the NFL as a team is confidence, you know, and momentum. And like I said with Dallas, I mean, the Bills have an absolute ton of, of both of them right now. And I think the thing that separates the Cowboys and the Bills is, like I said, Dak is having a hell of a year. But there's a reason Dak's fourth in MVP and not in first because first is reserved for Josh Allen right now because nobody's definitely no nobody's reserved. out playing nobody's out playing Josh Allen right now. Josh Allen is doing whatever he wants whenever he wants with that football right now. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have a quarterback playing like that, I mean, you know, and you got a team that probably should be five and zero. Sorry, Bo, but they should be five and zero. I think it was a fluke loss. I think you know Allen at yeah, a back. I mean,
0: I'm the first one to tell you that. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think they should be five and zero, and I think you
0: know, just because the
1: Cardinals are five and zero and the Bills are four and one, I'm taking the Bills every day over them
0: right now. The Cardinals will lose a game. Yeah, absolutely. I lose but, one this
1: week. Yeah, I was gonna say how hey, it might be this weekend, but uh, that's my power rankings, man. I think Bills are number one right now. You know, I, I like it. I, it. Obviously, this is gonna change. You know, three weeks from now, to you know, be a whole lot different based on injuries and how teams are playing. But as of right now, that's my top five.
0: Yeah, and I mean, the I like where you um I know I had Dallas down at like 5, but um I like the way I like what you see in them because I mean, I, it's like I see that potential. It's just like with Dallas I it, I feel like it's, you know, it's an illusion right now. You know, I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the train to go off the tracks, you know. Maybe in a few weeks I I'll, I'll have the the cojones to throw them up there, but yeah. it's it's like you you're wait it's like you're one it's like, I don't know. It's like you got them up there, but it's like I'm. I just still I can't do it. You know, I just yeah. there's something blocking me from doing it because I'm. I'm just waiting for the typical Dallas derailment. You know, and I don't know. We'll see if that comes.
1: Yeah. In all honesty, man, that's how I look at the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are yeah. playing lights out right and now. I see something. That. Something's gonna happen where. Yeah. Um. I don't. They lose a couple of games, close games, and all of a sudden it starts to fall apart a little bit. Hoping that yeah. doesn't happen because I'm really happy for the Cardinals and you know Cardinals fans right now, and I love seeing Kyler Murray succeed and that whole team succeed. But uh, I don't know; it's kind of the same thing for the Cardinals with me. I think uh, I got to see a little bit more. Um, you know, I know they beat the Rams, but I need to see a little bit more from them to put them, you know, second in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But again, man, it's been a been a been a great show tonight. Had fun talking some ball, talking some ball. It I, lo- I love. the Love the rankings and uh, loved all the topics. So I'm glad we got got to get it done. So yeah, I uh, mean,
0: and, and this will be uh, there will be it'll be a good thing and a bad thing. The bye week start this week, so we'll have less games. We'll have we'll have less. It's less games to talk about, but it's less things to have to try and intake and you know put into a week to week podcast. So I mean, it, it'll be we'll be able to see more.
1: All right, and give me. I want to
0: hear some of the bets,
1: man. Give me give me a couple of your bets. Let me, well, let me I'm just gonna.
0: I'm just going to give you a couple early lines that I liked, and it was the ones that I've liked so far is the Chargers plus three against Baltimore. Um, I just think it's a lot of points to give a team that just did that to Cleveland, um, even though it is at the bank and it's a tough place to play, but I'll, I do like Chargers plus three um, and good, good quarterbacks travel. So in uh, bucks minus uh, six and a half against the Eagles, I think the bucks are going to steamroll the Eagles, um, the Eagles don't play that great against good teams, in my opinion. Um, so I, th- I think the Bucks are going to get that one by two possessions. Um, and then I think this line's going to move KC um, playing at Washington. But, I mean, it's Kansas City is in a, you know, must-win situation, in my opinion, about every week now with the way the Chargers are playing. Um and so I think Kansas City's gonna put the put the beat down because they're probably pretty pissed off right now on Washington. So Kansas City minus seven while you can get it. That's a that's a good number for now. I can one hundred percent see that going to KC minus seven and a half, minus eight. Um, and I honestly I like Pittsburgh to cover five points at home against uh Geno Genos, Geno's um, Smith uh personally. I don't I don't see the Steelers with a week to prepare for Geno and Geno putting up many points. I think we're going to be in that backfield a lot. And uh, Chris Carson's been battling injuries. Uh, I don't, I don't see a, a slower power running back like Alex Collins being too much for us to handle. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of misdirection screens and things like that just to get easy yardage um, on us. But, I don't see that being too successful. So those are those are some early ones I like. I'm definitely going to put out a lot more than that. Um, I just want to see where the lines go. There's a lot of stuff I can see moving this week.
1: Oh, there's going to be a lot of stuff moving. Guys, also, go back and remember this. Bo is now 1-0 and on the Bo bets, making me money. <laughs> we will be keeping up with this week to week. So if you guys want to win some money right now, Bo's hot. Jump on the train, Bo's hot. You wanna win some money? It's like a it's like a stock going up right now. It is skyrocketing. It's,
0: uh sixteen and ten over the last thirty days, so it's right under a sixty percent win percentage. And twelve and three in the last seven days. Um in Sunday I was six and three. So it's uh it's been a good it's been a good few weeks, I'll tell you that.
1: Like I said, if these listeners want to make some money, you bet with Bo. Yeah. You got it. That's what you got to do, man. Guys, as always, go subscribe, go give a review, and go TSR. Till next week, guys.
0: You are now listening to the TSR Podcast with Jacob and Bo.